1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.
0: This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. If I have one philosophy when it comes to gambling, it is if you're behind, bet more. I'm 4-9 and nine so far this year on English Premier League bets. I'm down 133 bucks, having used $50 units for each bet. You got some underdogs winning. You got a little more when you, when you do figure it out. But I will persevere. I will give the picks for the real football at show's end. My advice to you is to bet over your head and not with it. This is the Madden Money Bets podcast. My name, of course, is Mark Madden. I'm joined this week by Tim Benz, and Tim, whenever a line strikes you as, boy, that's just wrong, it so often turns out to be just right. And with that, I ask you why the Steelers are two-point underdogs at home against New England on the Bett Rivers Online Sportsbook. Because
1: Belichick usually beats Tomlin.
0: Yeah, but Brady ain't there no more.
1: Brady ain't there no more, you're right about that, but... The Steelers always lose when T.J. Watt's hurt. I think Vegas knows that. And I think that Watt being hurt encourages the Patriots to do what they do better on offense than pass, and that's run. And I think run at Malik Reid, who's not great against the run. So... I could see this being a low-scoring game. The The antithesis of, because I had the same reaction you did, why are the Steelers underdogs against the Patriots with the way the Patriots looked against the Dolphins? I thought the Steelers would be about a field goal favorite. Instead, they're a two-point underdog. The one
0: ask- After having upset Cincinnati.
1: Right, exactly. So it's not like
0: they're coming in reeling from from week one.
1: Except if you look at Watt being out and Vegas and every other bookmaker in the world saying, look at the numbers.
0: And you look at the Pittsburgh offense being terrible, which we'll talk about too.
1: Well, that's part of why I thought the more obvious play is the over-under. I thought they'd put the under at 39. It's at 40. I still think it can stay under that with these two offenses.
0: It should be noted, though, that 40 is an incredibly low number in the NFL. It is. I believe it's the lowest over-under figure of the week, correct? Correct.
1: It's the lowest one I saw, um, unless something has changed here. It's the lowest one I saw before I've we got I've seen them in. all
0: at like 49, 48 and a half. Uh,
1: there were some that were under that last week, but then you you had a bunch of games where it was bad team against bad team
0: Yeah, and last week. Well, that might be the case here, yeah. too, with Pittsburgh against New England. But but under 40, you'd take under 40? I'm
1: still leaning under 40. Uh, the first thought that went through my head was 20-19, to 19, pittsburgh That's 39. That's one under. I'm going under.
0: Well, my bet of the week last week was the Steelers to cover, and that did come through. In fact, they won outright. I'm tempted to go with Steelers plus two here, but I do feel better about under 40. I'll decide on my bet of the week a little bit later in today's podcast, but uh, you bring up a good point about T.J. Watt. And how the Steelers win when he plays and lose when he doesn't. They were nine and four last year, including playoffs, when he played the entire game. Uh, they were o four and one when he either didn't play. That was two games where he was not available at all. Uh, or he left the game early or had his play compromised mid-game due to injury.
1: I'd argue the other three games that are not in that equation, he was badly compromised when he did play. Green Bay, you remember that game? That's what I mean. I'm talking about the other three games. Right. When they lost and he played all four quarters... He was still bad. Green Bay, remember that game where he tripped Aaron Rodgers? Right. Aaron Rodgers slid to him and he touched him up. That was one. The Cincinnati game, he came back and wasn't very good. Everybody was bad in that game. And the other one was the Kansas City game in the regular season where he was playing with the rib problem. Even Andy Reid, before the playoff game, said, we didn't see the real T.J. Watt in that game. And they did in the playoff game, but it wasn't enough, and Kansas City blew him out.
0: Yeah, uh... And Belichick does beat Tomlin, although, like we said, Brady ain't there. Then again, this strikes me as one where Belichick might figure something out because, you know, they're in a bad way up there. They look really bad against Miami. They have this fiasco where nobody's sure who the offensive coordinator is. A- another thing, uh, they ran the ball pretty good against Miami and then just stopped doing it. Yeah. and now, I mean, then again, they trailed.
1: Yeah, that was part of it, too. I think game flow, game circumstance got in the way there. But I think that's a potential mismatch that the Steelers have to figure out a way around which is if they run to the Patriots right side on offense against the Steelers left side on defense where Watt normally is not only is Watt better against the run than he gets credit for because everybody looks at him as a pass rusher Malik Reed is much more of just a pass rusher and he's not very big um he's listed at like 6 foot 2 he looks like he's 6 foot and a half 6 foot 1 maybe um and he's not as thick as James Harrison was at that size at the outside linebacker position.
0: Probably not as as as, uh, as psychotic either.
1: Which which did help him in his career, as I recall. No,
0: no, no except long snapper. <laughs> how about how about Cincinnati losing the game because the long snapper got hurt? Tim, we talked about that on the podcast you and I do for the for the trip. Yeah, and uh, you, you know we 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 talk about the importance of the quarterbacks. And, you know, the star players in other positions, like the Steelers with Watt, Minka, and Hayward. And uh, certainly all those players I just mentioned were impactful in Sunday's game at Cincinnati, but if the long snapper doesn't get hurt, the Bengals win.
1: Are you you in favor of an idea like I am to just let teams dress an extra guy for a position that's as inconsequential as that 99% of the time?
0: Uh, In theory, I am in favor of that, but I wouldn't let them do it because they'd find a way to to like... getting the system? Yeah, like, you know, bringing a long snapper who's also a, a, a decent, you know, I don't know, run stopper in the middle of the... I mean, well, no, guys, most long snappers are just specialists, though. That's all they do. Right.
1: So I don't, and a I'll, lot of times, Mark, they don't want to play anything else because they're not padded up like they would be if they were to play a tight end or play a linebacker position. And that's part of the reason why I think it's easier to get away with. And you could designate it like like the third quarterback used to be. You could designate it like baseball. Like, if you bring in your extra long snapper, the other guy can't come back in.
0: Except I thought not having a long snapper was kind of fun. I mean, it won the Steelers the game, and I like that element of... of uh... It's not surprise what's the word I'm suspense? looking for <laughs> no, suspense isn't the word Either chaos like, yeah, chaos there you go that's the exact word I'm looking for is chaos so no I would not allow the extra long snapper because if you allow the extra long snapper where do you stop
1: I would say long snapper and kicker but I wouldn't do punter because there are other people who can punt and, and as we saw in Kansas City there are other people who can kick do you see that defensive back they had that kicked in Kansas City he was knocking it out of the end zone. He kicked an extra point. He was good. He was he was better than Josh Scobie when Den- the Steelers had him.
0: Denver could have used him.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. How
0: about that? I thought that... Like, I've never thought a coach has ever given himself... Like, reason to be fired after one game.
1: It's the worst debut you could have, because now you've shaken the faith of the team in how you manage a game right off the hop. And
0: the fans, and the media.
1: Exactly. They're always
0: going to be looking for you to make mistakes, and even now minor mistakes for Hackett will be magnified.
1: And Russell Wilson did his best to jump on that and try to save him from that and say, oh, I understand why he did it, but nobody
0: was buying it. What Russell Wilson should have done was refuse to come off the field
1: wave, wave off the kicker. Up
0: staying out here. You know what I mean? At some point... like I'm not being on the on the players overruling the coach, but sometimes there's just a the wrong decision that needs to not be made. Would
1: Ben have done that?
0: What do you think? To, to Tomlin, would Ben have done that? I think there was a time he would have. I mean, not at the end.
1: By the end, I don't know if he would have done that to Tomlin. He certainly would have done it to his offensive coordinator. He would have done one of those things where he looked at the offensive coordinator... Until Tomlin made the switch, and then he'd throw his hands up and come off the field.
0: It was like the evolution of Mario playing the entire two minutes on the power play. When he was uh, just coming into the league, he would like, you know, if there was a whistle like a minute in the power play, he would like... uh you know, just give real little shakes of his head. Like, no. Like, real little. Like, you had to really look. You had to know what to look for, right? Then, after, like, three or four years, if there was a whistle at the minute mark, he would just wave at the bench. (laughs) Like, nah, keep him there. Keep him there. I'm all right. So
1: this was the opposite of Kovaliv that time that uh, Mike Keenan made him stay out there for two and a half minutes, right?
0: Well, uh... I don't know if Mario would want to stay past the two minutes of the power play.
1: Yeah, well, that's right, because he kept Kovalov out there at even strength, right? Yeah,
0: that was—and Kobe didn't care. Kobe just played and played and played. So, so I'm going to go—my bet of the week's going to be—you know what? I'm going to go with my first instincts. Steelers plus two.
1: I like it. That's what I'm going to do. And
0: I, and I kind of like a parlay of the Steelers plus two and under forty. Don't you?
1: I might go Steelers plus two or buy a point down because, like I said, I called it a twenty to nineteen. But you don't want to play with your exact score too much that it gets in your own head. If they're going to cover one, they probably cover two. If you want to slide it to a field goal, slide it to a field goal. You can do that on Bet Rivers. It's easy to do. Um, so I'm inclined to do that, and I'm going to stick with the under. I don't think this is a high scoring game at yeah, all. That's
0: a great feature on Bet Rivers. You can slide points around. Yeah. Uh, I, like. Uh, I bet the Steelers, I, just a small bet, I bet them under eight and a half wins.
1: And you can make your own teases that way on yeah, Rivers yeah, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: because I feel there's no way they're winning nine games. Just no way. Because
1: I know other sites that I've been on before, the tease is the tease. Like, it's six and a half and it's structured. And maybe you don't feel like you need to buy the extra three and a half points in the second half of your tees, but you'll take it in the first one, you can set up your own tees that way.
0: Anything the Bet Rivers website can do for me, Tim, to make sure I get enough rope to hang myself, <laughs> I am 100% all and for And you're
1: doing that on your English Premier League bets already, yeah, we'll, huh? We'll,
0: we'll, we'll get to that later. It's uh, You know what? I will say this right now. What, what really makes betting soccer tough is the three-way bet.
1: You know, oh, Team A yeah, wins, Team
0: B wins, or a tie. Now, uh... There are some books where the tie is a push, but you know what you do there? You tease, you tease a half goal one way or the other, so you take the tie out of it. But uh, I like the bet rivers way. You can bet the draw, and uh, well, we'll get to that. But I'll, I'll tell you what this Eric, this Erling Holland for Manchester City, the new guy they got from Dortmund. Yeah, he's on pace to score ninety nine goals in all competitions <laughs> this year.
1: What well, What would be the record? What is the record? I don't know. Okay, Tim,
0: amazingly, they don't care about stuff like that.
1: They don't keep tabs on individual marks? I mean,
0: they marks. do, but it's not, like, it's not like, you know...
1: It's not like Gretzky's I, or a Mario's 199 or something like right. that. Right,
0: it's, it's not like chasing DiMaggio's hitting streak. It's like, they don't even have a Hall of Fame. Or if they do, it's barely talked about. Like, uh, they asked Michael Owen, the Liverpool striker, years ago, why English soccer doesn't have a Hall of Fame. And he goes, well, we know who's good. We know who won. And I actually... Empathize. I think that's how it should be.
1: Real quick, you mentioned uh, the running game for the Pats. When time rolls around, I would suggest looking at some individual numbers for the running backs and seeing how low they are. Like Damian Harris, for instance, you said it he had 5.3 yards per carry and then ran nine times. I don't think they're going to get away from the run because Jones is
0: banged up. I don't think the game will give them occasion to get away from the run.
1: Jones is banged up. It's going to stay close. I think they still feel, especially with Cam Hayward on the other side of the field, going up against another rookie, even though he's a higher draft choice than the kid from Cincinnati. They're going to run away from that side. They're going to run to where Watt used to be. And I know it's tough for the Patriots because it could be Harris. It could be Ramon Stevenson. But you know, if Harris and Stevenson are both kind of in that 60 to 50-yard range, you might want to go an over on one of those guys.
0: Yeah, because I I don't think the Steelers will take themselves out of the run either, although they're running games so bad. I mean, I thought their offense was so bad, so unimaginative against Cincinnati. I think the fact that Minka got that pick six right away made them conservative too early. Like, they got something to sit on too early. And they needed to get more points out of those takeaways, obviously.
1: I think some people might get sucked into individual bets on Chase Claypool this week. I think... Belichick's gonna look at that tape and figure out a way to game plan for that, I'm, handing him the ball all the I'm time. I worried
0: Belichick's gonna figure out a lot of things. That that I mean like even though they seem chaotic and there were reports now about guys being late to practice and going undisciplined and you know, and I'm not so sure Brady wasn't the root of the discipline there. The the accountability in the room as well You're talking as
1: about Kendrick Bourne.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, but this strikes me as the kind of game where Belichick figures something out because not like he's on the hot seat, but uh I don't think his acumen's ever been doubted before like it is right this second.
1: When I was out there, a lot of the same complaints that are cropping up now were cropping up back then because the football season that I spent out there in New England was the year that they ended up beating Seattle in the Super Bowl. And it had been a while since they had gotten to a Super Bowl there, especially by their standards. been a while. You know, so his... The thing in New England everybody says now, as they did then, was we still think Belichick the coach is good, but Belichick the GM stinks. And that talking point is surfacing again. As opposed
0: to Jerry Jones the GM. Right, yeah. And Jerry Jones, the doctor, who says, ah, Dak's hand's broken. He'll be back in 10 days.
1: (laughs) Oh, that guy with the hat. I like that guy. (laughs) That looks like a guy who's going to tranquilize your horse, not fix your
0: quarterback. If I were interviewing Jerry Jones and he said that, I'd go, why are you lying? (laughs) We know you're lying.
1: Well, that's why they put him on, because they can then mock the lie the next day.
0: Well, what do you think about the T.J. Watt thing? Do you expect him back when they expect him back? you're saying after
1: 4 weeks?
0: No, no, 6 weeks cuz they put him on yeah. IR. That's a minimum 4 weeks. Right,
1: so it's a minimum 4 weeks. They'd probably wait to IR him again until they get through that 6th week and then they have the retro for two more weeks. I'll go back to the thing you wrote about Mark. I- I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to choose when I apply this about his brother. Yeah, you look at him; his his body's breaking down at the same time his brother
0: did. TJ Watt will never play a full season again. Although JJ Watt did play one more full season in the middle of all the injuries, and he was
1: very good that year. Um, But you know, like, let's do it then. If we're going to apply the JJ TJ Watt comparison, we'll apply it here and say he's back in about eight weeks.
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm wondering what kind of team he'll come back to, what their record will be then. Like I, I said on my show, if he misses six games, he'll come back. They'll be four and three or three and four.
1: Another aspect to bring up about his injury is, and we've seen this, there's a reason why this keeps happening to interior linemen. There's so much push and pull that yep, goes on. Yep and then you have to push and pull when you come back so it's a function of your business as to why you're susceptible to that injury and then you have to get over that injury to do it effectively and you know he's i've heard people say he's so good in the bull rush he's good in the swim where you have to move your arms all over the place to get around a guy and spin around him with leverage and speed and acumen it's it's going to be a tough injury for him to get over uh,
0: and another another factor in it being a tough injury to get over he does not like to play hurt
1: He's one of those guys... He doesn't where,
0: even like to play tired.
1: Yeah, when he gets tweaked, he comes out. And we saw that the year before, which would have been 2020, when he would take himself out for long stretches of games, and we thought he was done, and then he'd come back later. And he doesn't like to play gassed. He doesn't like to play when he, he doesn't have he top energy. He always
0: a series in the fourth quarter, regardless yeah. of score.
1: Well, it happened this past week yep, in the, yep, in the yep. second quarter. Did you notice that in the Just second quarter? He went down and Hayward was out too, and I can remember, and Highsmith was out. They brought in the entire B team, and the Bengals got like three first downs in a row. They got across midfield and that's it. Then everybody came back in.
0: Um, do you think their defense changes? Do they do anything different with, with him out?
1: The only thing I could think of is somehow, some way, I don't know if you creep. Edmonds down closer in the box and have him back up on uh, Reed's side a little bit to support the run better on yeah, that side? Yeah, but if
0: you do that, maybe you don't give Minka the roaming ability. Although Minka's roaming Although, ability disappeared as the game grew old. You know, he went from being the guy looking for the pick six, which he got, to being the tackling machine late.
1: And then he, and then when they knew they were going to attack the end zone in the last series, you saw him in the end zone as far back as anybody a couple times. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, you're right about that. That is a concern. One thing about this game is, and to the roaming ability, I don't think that's going to be tested as much by New England and Mac Jones. Um, and I also think I, I've been Matt Williamson made a great point about this in our show on Wednesday. You're actually going to see the three-four be the three-four in this game a lot. Like you're going to see the Steelers play base because the Patriots will play a lot of two tight ends. Yes, and thus keep the base out there, and by extension, like what I said before. Test read in the run game.
0: What? Do you, so you like? Do you like the Steelers to win outright? Yeah, I do. I mean, they better. Like, like people always say it's too early to say games must win. I think when you're on the very edge, and Tim, by even the most optimistic of of projections, they're on the very edge of the playoff race. And this is a game you got to win. You got to start three and If they start three and You know, beat Jacoby Brissett at Cleveland, then I'll start taking them seriously as a team that might make the playoffs.
1: So it's minus 110 right now for the Steelers if you want to take the two points. It's plus 112 if you just want to take them outright. Um, You know, sometimes people That's not a
0: big additional payday to go to the money line, though, is it?
1: Um— but I don't think there's too much hubris involved in this one. This isn't like, you know, I see that I'm getting seven and a half, but I think they're gonna win anyway, and it's a mega payout. Like this isn't about your pride getting at you on this.
0: By the same token, you'd hate to, you'd hate to go money lining. Having them one <laughs> by one. Exactly, yeah. exactly right. Uh Tim, I want it before we get to some other games, I wanna uh catch up on my uh futures bets. Uh TJ Watt getting hurt is actually good because I bet Miles Garrett a plus seven hundred to win defensive player of the year. Uh, and this he had does, two sacks, right? Yes, and he played great. This does take T.J. Watt out of the running. Um, I got the L.A. Chargers to win the, the Super Bowl, and I got Justin Herbert to win MVP. Uh, they beat Vegas the first week, and Herbert looked great. Herbert's a great quarterback, don't you think?
1: Yeah, and I like Eckler for the Thursday night game to score. Uh, that's only minus 139. He's a guy who— Although, boy, that'll
0: probably be over by the time most people—
1: Oh, we—I we, thought. I'm sorry, we're taping on a Thursday here. No, no. The some
0: people—it'll it, be up, you know, before okay. the game. But but nonetheless, that's going to be a great game. Let's not talk too much about it. But but L.A. and Kansas City—that'll tell a tale for both teams, I think.
1: Well, people know when I'm wrong, then, because I'm saying Eckler's going to score because I thought he was vastly underutilized, and if Allen's compromised or out, I think he's out. Then uh, they'll use him even more.
0: But Tim, my my real MVP bet—the Herbert bet's a hedge. I have uh, Kirk Cousins. MVP at plus 4,000.
1: They could win that division.
0: If they, Tim, if they would have won the division last year, they did not even make the playoffs. But if Minnesota wins the division this year and Cousins has the same stats, he's at the very least an MVP finalist. His stats were in third, I think it was 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I want to say Akella Witherspoon got two of the interceptions.
1: Oh, sure he did. Yeah, got those. Yeah, on the uh, Thursday, Thursday night game. Yeah, the Thursday night game against Minnesota.
0: So, uh, your, your thoughts on my Kirk Cousins pick. May as well bounce it off everybody. Uh,
1: no, I think that's a good value pick because, like I said, I think they could win that division this year. And if they win if they win that division this year...
0: The danger of taping, Tim. A call from Macomb, Mississippi. I'm going to take it on the air. Hello? Hello? Is it
1: your car warranty? I don't need
0: to talk to U.S. Customs and Border Control, you <laughs> jackass.
1: <laughs> Are you here illegally?
0: Okay, Fabe. At any rate, my Kirk Cousins bet. What do you think?
1: Uh, I like it because I think it could be a big payoff, and I think this could be a year where they actually do unseat the Green Bay Packers for the division, so I can see that.
0: Okay, um, what other games you oh, like, can
1: I give, Tim? Can I give you my futures bets that I have? Go ahead. Mix. I scored big on the mixing over last week against right. Cincinnati. That one paid off nicely. I have uh, George Pickens as Rookie of the Year. How's uh, that going? You're screwed. <laughs> I screwed after one week.
0: You're screwed. You know it. He knows it.
1: Yeah. So George and I are right there together. The two that I I have the Steelers. He was
0: on the sideline. He's like, wow.
1: Especially because the one time he got open, he was so badly missed. He didn't
0: look mad. He looked like, just wow. What the frig?
1: He's as disappointed as everybody. Um, The other two that I have are the Steelers finishing in third in the North and the Bears finishing in third in the North. Exact order of finish bets. Is that a parlay or separate? No, it's separate. Separate. And I thought those were two big wins for those two teams in that regard, and the right teams that need to lose below them lost. Well,
0: you're really looking at Steelers-Cleveland Week 3 is a big game, aren't you? I am. You?
1: I am. Yes, absolutely. I
0: always get on my show, well, they're going to beat Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett, and I say, what do you think they're saying on their shows about Mitch Trubisky? <laughs>
1: Yes, precisely. Okay,
0: now, now, here's the only other game that I've really looked at, Washington Detroit. If Rivers Really, that's
1: the only other game you really looked at, if, huh? If
0: Bet Rivers had a line on me not watching that game, <laughs> I would I would put down every cent I had. What other games you like?
1: Well, the other games that I like, I'm just I'm fascinated. I want to take the Jaguars cuz the Colts have just made me so agitated over their last two games. How did they lose against the Jaguars to end last year? Tie Houston in the first game back, and now they've got the Jags again.
0: And the Colts look good on paper.
1: Right. Well, they looked at least decent in that crappy division. You think
0: Matt Ryan's going to really be be that big of an uplifting uh, influence?
1: Not this week. I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover the four points.
0: Why not? Do you think Trevor Lawrence will ever be good there? I mean, as good as his pedigree dictates he should be.
1: No, because uh, I wasn't as sold on him being like a lock, great number 1 quarterback pick. I always thought he might get into Kirk Cousins' territory, and by the time he matures onto his third, fourth, fifth year, be in that sort of middle pack of quarterbacks. do you
0: remember when Elway potted his way out of playing for Baltimore and went to Denver, and Eli Manning potted his way out of playing for San Diego and went to the Giants? They were right to do that. Trevor Lawrence should have done the same thing. I ain't going there. I don't care if they draft you're not i ain't going there i like your vikings
1: getting two against the
0: eagles how do you feel about the eagles people picking them to win that division which is a really that nfc is just an awful division but you trust jalen hurts there's a lot of decent teams this year with crappy quarterbacks new orleans peter king was on my show uh he picks new orleans to get the first seed in the nfc at 12-5? and five, And I said, does that include a playoff win? He goes, well, not hold it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I, I think that their standing in the eyes of many who are doing those power rankings is directly influenced by the fact that they play in that division. Oh for sure. So I think like when they Oh play, no,
0: no, those wins count too. Like like just because you get the number 1 seed doesn't mean you're the best team in the conference. But
1: that's great for like a season over under bet, but for this week against Minnesota if you're going to give me points, I'll take Minnesota against them.
0: But uh, but New Orleans beats Brady all the time. What they're 4-0 against uh Oh, I thought you were I thought you were still talking about uh the Eagles. Oh no, I skipped to New Orleans okay. with Winston but New Orleans beats Brady. They're 4-0 against Brady and Tampa, right?
1: I think that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How many points is Minnesota getting against the Eagles?
1: Minnesota's getting two right now on uh Monday. That's at night. Philly though, right? That's one of those two I don't know why they're doing two Monday night games this week. That doesn't make much sense to me.
0: That's that's another big uh reasoning for me picking cousins to win MVP is you know, playing in a dome. You know, his your stats won't get compromised often by bad weather. And
1: they haven't. Uh he put like you said, put up good numbers even when the team wasn't as good last year. The the other game that I like um, and there are a lot of big spreads this week. There were no double-digit spreads last week. I think there's five that are 9.5 or greater right now. That's correct. I think the Rams at minus 10 are the best bet of that bunch against the Falcons.
0: I don't know. The Falcons didn't look bad last week. Yeah, they hung the in. The Rams but... looked terrible. The Rams looked old. They looked like—I mean, Buffalo is probably the best team in football. But when Buffalo killed them in the Thursday night opener, my first thought was that the Rams— when they won the Super Bowl, that was the last gasp. That was their only chance to win it ever because they are an aging team.
1: I still think though that coming off of a loss like that and the extra time to prepare, I see them being able to win by at least ten against Atlanta. I think Atlanta was it was less about them playing above their station and more about I think New Orleans kind of keeping that one close early.
0: But I, uh, I'm, I'm taking Minnesota's getting two at Philadelphia. Yeah, make that my number two best bet of the week. Behind my man Kirk Cousins MVP, you do. And Aaron Judge, they're the MVP. Oh, I, I was with you
1: on your Aaron Judge no, not rant. Not Shohei
0: Ohtani. No, I was with you on Showy your Aaron Ohtani. Judge. Tim, here uh, i don't have the stats right in front of me. I thought I did, but I don't. You, you know what the Ohtani Judge debate is comparable to? 1941. Ted Williams out-hit Joe DiMaggio by 50 points. He had seven more home runs than Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio won MVP because of the hitting streak. He, he, he won the MVP because of showbiz, just like Otani might, but I think Judge will.
1: I, uh, most people, betting-wise, agree with you. Judge is now minus 2,500 to win the MVP, and Shoei's at plus 900.
0: Yeah. I always am trepidatious about betting on stuff that people pick, that there's voting.
1: That's that's a wild card. You know, As
0: Mario Lemieux once said, after he had 199 points and, and Gretzky got MVP with, what was it, 40-some points less, and they were all goals, Tim, all of them. He said He said on my show, one of the all-time great quotes on my show, I learned to judge myself by scoring titles in Stanley Cups because nobody votes on those.
1: Nobody votes on the Pirates either. I like them in a parlay today. I've got them losing to the Mets, parlaying it with Houston. Are they still playing? Uh, allegedly, yes.
0: Wow. Okay, so let's move on to the English Premier League. Okay. And by yeah. the way, the other, the second, uh, one of the top two quotes on my show, the, the Mario quote and Troy Polamalu's exit interview, I asked him the difference between entering the league and exiting the league, and it was a comment on the Steelers. He said, well, Mark, when I came into the Steelers locker room, I looked around and I saw men. Now all I see are little boys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Premier League. And I'm 4-9, and and I'm done. I I do $50 units. Of course, you know what my biggest win was. What's that? I, I... See, I don't. I I I like to bet at the sports book. I like the tradition of it, right? So Fulham was an underdog. I think it was week two, match day two, and they had pretty decent odds. And I went to bet, and I only had forty dollars on me. <laughs> so of course they won. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Because you wanted to bet more. There's nothing to be tapped, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. But uh, and there was a cash they, machine. I was going right? to say
1: they take credit cards, right?
0: You no, know, I don't want to go down that <laughs> road, Tim. Although that shouldn't stop you out there. That's in right. All land. of
1: you have credit cards.
0: That's right. I have. You know how many credit cards I have? How many? Uh, seven.
1: You have seven credit cards. You know why? I have two.
0: You know why? Scott Hall, my friend from wrestling, the late Razor Ramon. Yeah. He said, yo, he goes, you have a lot of credit cards. You get a fatal illness, max out. <laughs> Just spend it all. He goes, you'll never have to pay it off. You'll be dead. He's dead now. I, I, I wonder if Scott did that.
1: Did you ever find out how many credit cards he had?
0: Oh, I saw them. He had, like, you know, the wallet. More sport. than yours?
1: More than seven? Like, Costanza wallet? He had, full he, had,
0: he had more than me. He had more than seven. I forget how many. And, like, there were some from the same company. Like, his name was Scott Oliver Hall. He had, like, from from the same company, he had Scott O. Hall, S. Oliver Hall. It was just it was incredible. Man was a genius. A genius. I miss
1: S-O-H-A-L-L. Yeah.
0: Okay, Premier League. Um, Manchester City play Wolves. Uh, and, by the way, a bunch of games got postponed because of the Queen. Uh, including Liverpool uh, at Chelsea, because that's in London, and I guess there's a bunch of stuff still going on. But uh, Erling Haaland, uh, the striker who came from Borussia Dortmund to play for City this year, he is scoring like every game. And he's on a pace, you know, for all competitions to score 99 goals. Now, he won't come anywhere near close to that, but his production right now is astounding. Wolves aren't real good. Uh, so I am taking, I'm going to bet $50 on Holland to score two goals or more at plus 320.
1: I was just about to ask you, so if you're an ace goal scorer in Premier League, plus 320, plus 300-ish is about where that's going to be to score?
0: For, for two goals or more? Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough to score two goals. But I just think Wolves are, are in a bad way, and he's red hot. He scored an unbelievable game winner in Champions League this week for City. Uh, so, uh, I'm, although I, I always tell the listeners, Tim, I reserve the right to flip-flop uh, when I go to the betting window, because things can change. But right now, Holland to score two goals or more. I'm also tempted to to put him at plus two forty to score the first goal.
1: That's good. I think that's safer in soccer and hockey than it is the first home run or the first touchdown.
0: Well, the the thing with with Holland football. is though, City's always been a real balanced team. You know, they're the best team. I mean, they, they've won the league what three of the last four years. They beat Liverpool by one point twice. In those years, and we won one of the other times, but they're the best team. But they've always had a balanced attack. But they got Holland, who's like the the, the classic big center forward. And now they're funneling through him, and they seem to like playing with the new toy. So I, I think I think him scoring the first goal. You know what you hope for? Bet, bet him to score first goal and last goal, and hope it's one nil. Well,
1: then I want their manager to coach the Steelers, so I can get going on my pickings, bet. But,
0: but it won't be one nil. <laughs> okay, so uh, Holland plus three twenty to score two goals or more. Or maybe I go plus 240 to score the first goal. Also, uh, Fulham play Nottingham Forest. Fulham are a newly promoted—both are newly promoted sides from last year, from the AAA League, from the championship. Uh, I'm, I'm wavering between Fulham at plus 163 or draw at plus 240. Every bet's a plus bet. They're all underdogs, which is the uniqueness of betting betting soccer. But I'm going to go with Fulham plus 163. Uh, they have played the better of the two teams so far, and they have— uh, they have legitimate scoring up front, which Forrest does not. You know, they have guys who can create goals, although their two best players play for Liverpool now. Like, their two best players in the past, like, three, four years, Harvey Elliott okay. and Fabio Carvalho, who are only 19 and—
1: Those are the guys you talked about on our podcast. Yeah, they're
0: they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Uh, even though we're not doing real well. But anyway, uh, so I'm going with Fulham plus 163. And keep in mind, I am 4-9 on the season with the Premier League, and I'm down $133. And this is like when I play blackjack in Vegas, Tim. I've made 13 bets at $50 a pop, but I'm only down 133. I mean, I, that's fortunate considering I'm four or nine, but it feels like treading water. Like when I play blackjack, I'll play blackjack for like four hours and be up like 25 bucks. And then I'll get pissed and start betting like 300 a hand. <laughs> that, that's always the best way to go, as you should at Bet Rivers. Yeah. No. I, and by the way, just a, a side note the blackjack game at Three Rivers is really good. On the online, you're talking about? No, no, no. Oh, in no, person, the, the, yeah. In person, yeah. Their rules are. Their rules are as good as you'll see.
1: Can I give you uh, my favorite college football bet before we go? Of course. All right, Michigan and UConn. You can just play this for fun because it's funny. Michigan's really good. They've scored fifty plus points in their first two games. You've been on Duquesne, of Florida State, and I won. And I was going to say Duquesne plays. You can't get this line until the night before because it's FCS versus FBS. Watch it. So and they play at midnight. So it's going to be like twenty four hours in advance. So keep an eye on it. You got to be remember to find it. Duquesne might cover against Hawaii because they're terrible. They gave up like. 40-something points to Western Kentucky.
0: They might not cover against Hawaii, too.
1: I'm picking Duquesne to cover in that one. But this one, Michigan versus UConn. Michigan is a 48-point favorite. The over-under is 60. And Michigan's individual point total is 54.5. So they're basically saying, Michigan's going to win 54-6. to And I say, take them all. Take all those bets. Parlay them. Yes, parlay them all together. What would you get? What are the
0: odds of you Well, you know, I
1: don't know if they'll let you do a three-game, in-game parlay like that. But if you, oh, I'm
0: pretty sure they will,
1: actually. I, I will try to find that out, and uh, you can update that on your next podcast. You know
0: what I'm going to do sometime for the bet of the week? I'm going to, like, uh, like pick, like, Olympiakos from the Greek Soccer League to win in, like, Europa Conference League. And people are going to go, what, what, what's he talking about? And then they're going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if Olympiakos is in the Europa Conference League. Anyway... That is it for uh Mark Madden's Gambling Fever, better known as Mad Money Bets. For Tim Benz, thank you for listening. Wait, there's no station call letter, so we're just done. <laughs> Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, BetRivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.